0: how's it going everyone welcome back to another episode of brain fart we're back um took a took a little bit of break uh catch up on some school work and work out really busy oh we're back and i got morning gravelly gravelly voice so i thought it'd be fun to record here now why it, it sounds really gravelly i don't know um at least to me i don't know if that comes across but uh, yeah, no, no, we're, we're back. We're going to try to upload as daily as possible uh, is my policy now. So I'm going to try to do as much as I can, Uh, trying to keep the podcast going because I do love doing it, but it's been hard. It's been hard because I want, you, you know, when you have those things that you want to do really, really bad, but you have other things that you have to do. And, like, I'll make time to do this, but then I'll, I'll always have other stuff that I'll be like, oh, maybe I should do that. And that kind of spiraled, and then I and then now it's been a month since I've done, like, an episode. Um, but we're getting to March uh, tomorrow. So, uh, new month, birthday month. It's going to be fun. I don't know if you can hear that coffee machine in the back, but I'm just going to keep going because it's fine. Um... Today we're gonna to be talking about cooperatives. Uh and basically the reason this came up is because I uh so I got into climbing and I got kind of obsessed with the store mech. And I like I realized that this was one of the like they used to be a co op, like they used to be a cooperative uh company uh communist companies <laughs> just la mau. um yeah so so i as a as kind of a, a socialist i believe in social safety nets my political kind of ideology is is that people should have the basic needs they need to survive and that capitalism equal kind of bad right um because yeah, because of what capitalism does, and and we saw that because I think one of the I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. There was the the GME stock, and I think I did talk about it. I think that that was talked about. But the GME stock and the GameStop stock, and and that and showed kind of like the inherent flaws of capitalism. Uh, you know, the trickle down economics uh does not work. You can't just make rich people more rich it makes poor people more poor it's it's wealth is not a you know (laughs) you don't just elevate a few and suddenly those guys start innovating and having all the money and uh, can pull the rest of the people up that's not how the economy works those guys get elevated at the cost of the poorest people and we see that in today's society with diminishing middle class but i don't want to get too much into like the political side of this but that that is where like the political background for this topic kind of came up um and also communist companies lol <laughs> uh but yeah okay so uh essentially cooperatives are basically just um organizations or companies where a, a bunch of people come together uh for monetary um social justice, um, or cultural or like niche needs, right? Um and and you see that with Mac because they they're like sell outdoor, you know, sell climbing equipment, sell like uh camping equipment, sell like hiking equipment, like all sorts of like sports equipment. They're it's a very niche, like niche kind of area they operate in. But like, you know, as a co-op, that makes sense because they, they kind of all fit together and there's a certain type of person who goes there. Um, but yeah, okay. So I thought, I thought I'd kind of inform people about this because I think that more companies should be structured like cooperatives. Um, and, and I'll talk a little bit. So, so I looked up what different types of cooperatives are. So the first is, there's four. So the first is a consumer cooperative, which is business-owned and managed by people who use their service uh so this would be for example um uh i think i don't know if mech i think mech qualifies under this one uh so it's essentially like your business is entirely owned and managed by the people um who use that service um yeah i don't know actually mech might be like a combination of a couple of them but anyway so that that means that your entire your entire consumer base owns the business that they're supporting right uh, The second one um, is uh, worker cooperatives uh, where organizations are managed by people who work there. This essentially means that if you work at this company, you directly are like a stakeholder. you are not only an employee but you a you are a like financial like you're financially tied to that company in terms of like holding and managing that company um so for example i don't know if there's any uh good examples of this but anyway there's multi-stakeholder cooperatives so there there can be like part ownership on the or like there can be like multiple people a part of like cooperatives cooperatives are basically a a a roundabout way of saying multiple people working together uh to you know uh to own and operate their business and it can, and and the multi-stakeholder cooperatives are like where both the worker and the consumer um own the product okay one second i'm gonna take a break okay we're back uh so multi multi-stakeholder cooperatives essentially they're they're they can be owned by the consumer the uh the or like the workers um the the multi-stake just means there's multiple different like types of people who own um like stakes in this uh uh company or like own shares in this company um platform cooperatives uh so this is like when uh, a group of people own and, and like uh like manage a website mobile app or protocol uh for the sale of goods and services so so this could be like uh imagine if amazon was owned by uh a bunch of companies or uh, amazon was owned by a bunch of members that would be a cooperative Uh, that's not how it's structured but but uh essentially like a cooperative is is essentially communist company uh lol uh, the the either the worker, the consumer, or uh, you know, a, a variety of companies work together, uh, to own it, this company, own and manage this company. And essentially, what this means is that the work that people do at these cooperatives are um. They're how, how do I put this? They're they're directly contributing to the success of their company, and if their company succeeds, their share, their stakes in the company, also increase. Which means that, or like, their their they increase in value, not that they increase in shares, but they increase in value. Therefore, people are more incentivizing these companies to see their company succeed. Um, and yeah, so I I think that overall as a business model this is not seen too much. Um because it it doesn't fit the capitalistic uh ordinary structure of CEO on top bunch of you know like you know board members, you know, workers working uh salaried um like like this doesn't fit the normal company structure and and i'll be honest i don't know if it fits every single type of like you know every single type of good i think what worked well for mech in the past up until they were uh you know bought out and no longer uh a cooperative i think what worked well for them is that they were niche they targeted their audience um, and they had really good support. They had really good uh, policies. That kind of like, really, cause, cause, uh, to buy uh, when when mech was a cooperative, to buy goods from mech, you had to be a member, which meant you had to invest in the company. The shares were five dollars, so it wasn't it wasn't like an absorbent amount. But like when you seek out this membership you are now a part of of that company you are a shareholder so when you buy and purchase products from this company you're you're directly kind of supporting the company you're directly supporting the workers and everyone has a has a stake in what's happening therefore the profits are more evenly distributed uh economic justice blah 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 but you know you can still argue under the under Mech Mac is not a perfect example because there was a lot of controversy around them shutting down uh and being bought out by uh, like a you know a canadian company being bought out by a private us uh, investment firm and then being like kind of restarted as a not co- like not a cooperative i think there's a lot of controversy there because um people didn't have a say in uh like basically they they didn't have a say in um uh like they didn't have a vote like they typically would have um in the sale of the business so yeah so so given that i'm going to talk about like three famous cooperatives they're going to be i think canadian companies um yeah, and and essentially the way it's going to work is I'm going to talk about them, talk a little bit about like uh how they, you know, how they run. And then hopefully you kind of know like I this is by no means a exhaustive uh guide on um what's it called? Um this is no longer this is not a, a exhaustive guide on on cooperatives, but I thought this would be a good starting point for people to kind of get more informed and hopefully be able to like you know go do their own research uh go look into this themselves and and maybe you know the next time uh or someone listens to this might want to start a company they might look at this as like a a good structure um and yeah um okay so we'll start with 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 mech or mountain equipment co-op it was, it was formerly known now it's just known as mech canada um it's a canadian company uh and it its whole shtick was let's sell goods exclusively to our members, and by being a member, it was essentially being a shareholder, and you uh, you bought into the company. That was uh, that was essentially it. Um, and Mech was kind of known for a lot of their work um, in environmental protection, a lot of a lot of other uh, social justice causes, uh, a lot of environmental uh, causes like. They they were they were quite committed to being kind of a uh like a a good forward facing company that, that reached out back to the community and kind of helped where it could. Uh, I already talked this about but the members are shareholders. So when you would sign up for a membership so you could purchase goods from this business, you were a shareholder. You weren't just a you weren't just paying a fee you actually had a stake in this company. Uh, and I don't know how that e- exactly works. I haven't looked into that directly, but, but that that seems like a very cool structure to have. Um, in 2012 or two, 2020, last year, October, uh, because of COVID-19 and a variety of other factors, like they weren't making a lot of profit and stuff, the they were bought out by a United States investment firm rebranded to mech candidates and a mountain equipment co-op and um, I think about 25% of their stores were closed down uh, or no 25% of the workforce was closed down and a variety of stores were were kind of like as they downsized essentially to try to uh, under the new management structure and and the big thing about mech was the controversial kind of nature of the sale of the business um so the board of directors at mec are elected um they uh they basically are like voted by the members so as a member you would vote for your <laughs> for your representative the representative would uh like you know it would be like a, it was like a democracy essentially they would go and represent the the interests of the employees um in the board um to be honest the board kind of from what i saw in my research the board kind of stayed very similar it seemed like the same people kind of had and that goes into like corruption of politics and a bunch of that but but essentially they're board members who are elected by the company's members and they and they decided uh to sell the business uh and somewhere in their bylaws they had a policy that um, under dire circumstances, they didn't need to obtain a vote from the members to liquidate uh, the company to sell the company, right? Uh, and and there was actually like a lot of legal um, backlash uh, in this, but nothing really came out of it. Essentially, the sale went through, um, and. Mech went from being a cooperative to being just a regular uh, organization of sorts. And uh, yeah, no, I, um, I, found, I found it really interesting uh, to look into this company and, and how that happened. And I encourage you guys, if you're looking out, because this is recent. This is October 2020. This isn't like months and months ago. This isn't years and years ago. This is like recent. This is, a, this is a direct result of some, some COVID stuff and some other stuff and you know, lockdowns and all these things. They affect companies. And, and I see this more and more as like, I think it's scary to see all these big companies starting struggling a lot. Like, I, I don't know how movie theaters are still open. Like, I don't understand how those companies could operate on no, like making no money for a year and still have like like still be open um yeah no so 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 it's an interesting case study uh but uh i think there's a lot to be learned there about cooperative structure uh there's a lot to be learned in terms of how to write bylaws to be more you know transparent uh i think i think there's a a lot of things to to learn from the mech kind of case study um moving on another like if you're living in canada you've definitely heard of the cooperator or the cooper oh my god the cooperators uh, group which is like that insurance company that you always see the ads for uh especially on like we we had like an office near where i used to live in milton and 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 essentially uh, they're an insurance co- cooperative, and they're a cooperative not owned by individuals but by organizations. So there's 44 member organizations that work together, and essentially they work together with the purpose of establishing, um, like establishing kind of like a complete insurance lineup. This is gonna sound like an ad here, right? Because, like, um but they uh but it's not uh so they so they offer car home life farm travel business insurance um and yeah so they 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 all pool the resources of, of 44 member organizations to be able to like kind of cooperatively uh offer this product uh cool fact they have 385 Exclusive agents that sell property and casualty insurance uh, and yet yeah, they're essentially this is a this is an example of the different types of cooperatives this is a cooperative not made by people but made by like member organizations these organizations work together and is it cooper- it's, it's a loose definition okay, you know, cooperating um, and then finally uh, I want to talk a little bit about home hardware uh, which is like um, kind of a success story if you look up drama controversy with home hardware there's nothing there there is like lulls in their business when home depot uh, came into canada uh oh yeah to explain home hardware is like a like a it's like a hardware shop like a a lumber building materials hardware store like Uh, and they, they have, they like huge, right? Um, and so home hardware in Canada has not had a lot of rocky, you know, uh, issues, right? Uh, there are 1100 independently owned member stores that, uh, that are essentially like part of their cooperative, um, and, and they're privately held. But yeah, so the, the thing I wanted to bring up with home hardware is it's an example of a cooperative structure which has worked and also like in the face of a capitalistic Home Depot structure which came in very invasive. Home Depots are everywhere in Canada, but uh, home hardware has still kind of carved out its little place in the market and and still continued to hold strong even through all of those things. When people thought they were, they were going to fail. Overall, like the cooperative structure, I think, is is go- going to be the future. I think that people want to be involved in the businesses that they work for, the, the products that they use. And a cooperative is a good way to kind of do that, right? The, to give voice to people. Distribute wealth. Economic justice. I'm saying a lot of words. But essentially... That's the the purpose There's a thesis of what I'm trying to say here is that uh, if you're looking into starting a company, look into cooperatives. It's a better business structure, in my opinion. But there are case studies to look at that that you don't have to start a company the same way that everyone starts a company where, you know, you you have employees that you pay salaries and they don't own a stake. you, if you and a bunch of other people are working together uh, and you all offer similar products, you know, if you, you and a bunch of other organizations, your, your organization, look into cooperating. Look into working together to kind of offer better products, better prices, um, improve quality of life, wealth distribution. Look into these things because companies that are built on strong foundations of, cooperation taking care of their employees taking care of everyone in their organization from bottom to top are the ones that i think in the long run are going to stick around and i think that as we move forward we are moving towards more social democracies more left-leaning i think people are starting to realize that Food, water, health care, um, shelter is a basic need. And we can offer that to everyone. We can give everyone a starting point. And that just because you give people, just because the government provides you things, doesn't mean you're going to like stop working, right? Let's set people up for more meaningful pursuits. But yeah, no, we're getting too much in the political ter- territory, but, uh, but that's, that's essentially, uh, that's it for brain today. We talk about cooperatives. If You're interested in looking more at cooperatives, you know, just Google search it. There's a lot of resources, a lot of companies and organizations to kind of look at. Um, and hopefully we, we, we're back in like a big way for the podcast. I, I really love doing this podcast it is it is my favorite like part of the day genuinely it is just hard to do it with the amount of things that i'm doing uh so yeah no i will i will try to carve out time for this but uh that's been that's been your episode back or no this has been an episode of brain fart um i saw Tariq, and you can find me on twitter at pod brain that's at pod brain uh you can go and uh Message me if you want to be on the podcast. I know we had Josh the last time. Um, if you want to check out some of those, like uh, where I have episodes with friends or stuff, we'll go check this out. There's a lot of cool episodes and a lot of things to listen to. Okay, I'm rambling. Bye.